0: All right, <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening, and I just want to remind us that during this time, during the message time, if you feel comfortable, you can go ahead and lower your face mask if you want. Um, we have some good spacing in the, in the auditorium and stuff, so if you want to, feel free to do that as we're just kind of doing this message time. Um, I want to give another little shout out to the, the crew that picked up First Street. So do you have a picture of that there, Ruth? I think it's the next slide. There they are. That was, that was a little, yeah, First Street crew. And he, here's the thing is we bought a bunch of those little uh, litter picker-upper grabber things, and I was so excited to like use one. But we had so many people come that I didn't get to use one. And I was like, oh man. So I went um, with, with John Marsh. We went up and down Cheney Spokane Road, and I just was like, I'll just, you know, we'll just bend over and pick up trash. The next day, my hamstring was like so sore and like tight, and I was like, Oh my gosh, picking up litter is like a workout, man. It is like way better than doing all those lunges and stuff, so, but it's good. <laughs> well, like, like I said earlier, we're not going to start any particular service or uh, series today. We're kind of just doing like a little bit of a one-off sermon, and it's going to be in Psalm 23. So if you brought your Bible with you, um, you can turn to Psalm 23. We're going to have the scriptures on the screen behind me as well. Um, But it's just something that's kind of been on my heart the last little bit um, through my devotional time, kind of our current cultural moment, um, a book that I've been reading as well, kind of putting all these things together and just processing a lot. And so this is going to be kind of a message that's a little bit more of like, here's what's happening in Pastor Cooper's life and in his heart and all that stuff. Um, We just got done doing our big, long Roman series, which I loved, by the way, and that was super good and super fun. Um, So now we're kind of just doing a little kind of standalone message, not in any particular, you know, series, just kind of something by itself. Which, by the way, as as a reminder, we've kind of been on this regimented uh, reading plan for the Book of Romans. This next month, it's kind of like you do you, boo, when it comes to reading the Bible. Um, Whatever you feel like you want to do. The the group that I help um, lead, uh, there's like six or seven of us guys that meet up once a week in the mornings. We're just reading through the book of Proverbs. We're doing a proverb a day. I'm just doing that for this whole month of September. So um, do what you feel is best for your context. There's great reading plans on the YouVersion app if you want to do that. Um, you can reread through maybe Romans again if you're like, oh, I want to do that again. So basically, this next month, just kind of have some self time when it comes to reading um, God's word and kind of what that devotional might be for you. So, um, But I, I don't know if it's, if it's just me. Maybe we're all sensing this but there's a slight maybe rebuilding in our culture of some tension right kind of as like school starts again and this gets said and that gets said and this new saying a person is saying this and this and there's like this bit of a tension that is starting to happen and i and i and i my heart and my my, my prayer is that this wouldn't create division it always kind of does which is just a sad like truth. And I think a year ago, year and a half ago, we saw a lot of that within not only our culture, but our church, not like our church, but like the global church. My heart, my prayer is that we don't maybe go down those roads again, that we would continue to be drawn back to a heart of Jesus when it comes to living out our decisions that might differ from one person or another, and that's okay. And so in this Morning's kind of message, devotional time in Psalm 23. I think what David is doing here is just doing a bit of a callback for us to submit ourselves to the Good Shepherd. A little bit of a callback to maybe slow down in our lives, to eliminate some noise in our life, and to just be led by Jesus. And I think the easy next step is not to be led by all of the noise that's out in our world when it comes to YouTube or news or social media or this person and that person, but to just recenter back into our mission as Christ followers and really as our church is to help people know Jesus and to live for him daily. And I think we all believe that and walk that out, but it's really easy. And I'm speaking to myself as well. I'm not saying like I'm perfect and living this out like the Lord is doing some stuff in my own heart. But when we could slowly just maybe veer off that mission a little bit, not like massively, just a little bit, and when we veer off a little bit, that trajectory can just start to just take us off course the further and further we go down. And that can start to build walls between people within the church. And we start to build walls between people in the church. We start to build walls between us and God. And so it's something that I feel like the Lord is kind of working in my heart and just through this time this morning is this call to just come back to the Good Shepherd, to come back to allowing Jesus just to lead us and to slow down in some areas of our life. And so, um, yeah, this is not a come down on this message at all. This is what the Lord's been like kind of working in my heart to like kind of call me back up, not only as a pastor, but just as a person who claims Jesus as their Lord. Um, it's just like, all right, there's something that the Holy Spirit is doing that I think we just should maybe talk about and just put out there. So, Before we begin, um, I'm going to go ahead and pray for us, and then we're going to read Psalm 23. So, Lord Jesus, this morning, again, Holy Spirit, speak through me. Let it be your words, not mine. And um, God, open our hearts and our minds to receive from you, to be encouraged from your word, but also to be challenged by your word as we continue to not only love you, but love people well. And so, God, be a part of today's message and this service, and um, we just give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're in Psalm 23. I want to try something a little bit different this morning. I want us to all stand up and read Psalm 23 together out loud as a as a church family. The words will be right here on the screen behind me. Ruth will click through the slides for us. Uh, I'm actually going to turn actually I got it on the screen back there so I can read it back there. So, I think it's yeah, I think it's big enough. My eyes my eyes can look at it. So, all right, here we go in one accord. Ready? The Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength, he guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. Amen. You guys can be seated. Thank you for doing that. So like, like I was saying before, one of, the, one of the big thoughts in today's discussion is based on this premise of, like, who is leading us right now in our life? What is the source of noise that might be directing us in our life? What's interesting also, really quick, in this psalm that, that David is writing, in the way he explains the role of God and really look, pointing towards Jesus is how he uses the word shepherd. So usually in Psalms um, that either David is writing or, or other psalmists, he uses the words like rock, like the Lord is our rock or our shield, our strong tower, deliverer, like all these really good words to describe, but they're like objects, you know, a rock. A rock is a rock. But here he says, the Lord is my shepherd right? And so that's like a role. That's a person. That's somebody who has emotion, somebody who makes decisions, who is a part of your life. And really, a shepherd is everything to a sheep and like the flock, right? It takes them, it guides them, protects them, sleeps over them, and just is like there 24-7, 365. Like a shepherd doesn't take any days off, right? It's like with the flock, all the time, just like when we sang in that in that song, the Lord, you know, never leaves. Like, oh no, you never let go at all, right? And so the the shepherd is there with us all the time. And I think David is establishing and writing the intended role that God has and should have within our lives as Christ followers. And I think, like, what we should probably do, like sheep, and not saying like we're dumb like sheep. We should allow, (coughs) excuse me, the shepherd to do his job, and that's to lead us, that's to guide us, that's to care for us, that's to heal us, that's to maybe bring us back in line, to direct us on the right path, a path that will honor His name, like we just read in verse three. So God doesn't force us to be in His flock, but I think if we claim to be in His flock, we should allow the good shepherd to do. His job. And for us to not get in the way and say, well, I think I have this figured out better, so I'm going to do this my way. And I think I've done way more research, and so I'm going to do it this way. I want to read again Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3. Um, just to, We're going to kind of center on these couple of verses. It'll be on the screen again. It says this, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams." He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. The first kind of thought and questions for us to kind of just write down and start to just do some assessment, maybe some self-evaluation, is this. Who is your shepherd or what is guiding you right now? So who is your shepherd? What is guiding you right now? And I think the Sunday school answer is Jesus. Jesus is, right? And yes, But I think take a moment, not only right now, but just throughout your own time, like this week, like who is your shepherd? Like what is guiding you right now in the process of making decisions for you and your family or for you and when you're going to school or to work and how you interact with people? Like what is guiding you? What is, who is your shepherd? And what David is really doing is he's bringing us into this thought process that And he's very boastful. He's like, the Lord is my shepherd. He's just the first line, boom, the Lord is my shepherd. Like he is claiming it. I have all that I need. Right there in those first two lines, he is basically saying like, you're good. As a a Christ follower, as somebody who claims Jesus, like you have all that you need in Jesus. And what he's really talking about too is true hope and true peace. And that is found solely in the good shepherd. In our culture, we could probably say like, yeah, it's, it's not super peaceful. Like you turn on the news or you watch this or that. It's like there's a lot of, you know, uneasiness. Well, our culture is not necessarily being led by Jesus, right? There's not a lot of peace. There's always this constant want as well. I mean, that's what advertising is based on. Is like leveraging that desire of I want, I want, I need, I need, mine, 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 now, 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 right? Like that's what our flesh is always looking for something. But what uh, David is saying is in the shepherd, when we are being led by the shepherd, we have a fulfillment. Our role is fulfilled because he is leading us. Now, something that is interesting that I don't know if is a far off thought. But the American church culture is not super far behind sometimes our main culture. I believe we claim the Lord is our shepherd, but sometimes we might claim that on a few days of the week or in a certain context. And again, I'm saying this as somebody who is still processing through this and being like, yeah, the Holy Spirit's bringing up some stuff. That I'm not truly submitted in, like, all those times where it's like, man, the Lord should be my shepherd in every time, every place. And there, there can be a lot of reasons why this is, um, and people have their thoughts and theories. But one of the things that um, I've been reading through a little bit and just thinking on is busyness. You're like, busyness? Yeah, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, right? It's kind of a famous line that uh, Martin Luther kind of popularized. But there's this trap that we can maybe walk into when it comes to our culture. And that's a certain level of busyness to try to keep this overloading in our own lives like sustained. Like we gotta do this, we gotta do that, we gotta do this. And I think if you look through Psalm 23, there's like this tempo and this feeling when you read Psalm 23. You just wanna just kind of like maybe slow down a little bit. Like David's kind of giving this vision of like walking in green pastures by these peaceful streams. Kind of like this like jaunt almost of just like, yeah, that sounds peaceful and a little bit slow, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. There's this resting in green meadows. There's this walking by peaceful streams. It's really your strength is renewed. There's this interesting study that um, came in a book that I was reading. From a guy in a a business school, he's a Christian guy, and he was kind of like, why is maybe our Christian culture just kind of going down a little bit than maybe what it was in past moments? And there's always ebbs and flows to things. It's not like the gospel truth at all. So he surveyed 20,000 Christians across the globe. This is what he found out. He said, it may be the case that, number one, Christians are assimilating to a culture of busyness, hurry, and overload, which leads to number two, God becoming more marginalized in Christians' lives, which leads to number three, a deteriorating relationship with God, which leads to number four, Christians becoming even more vulnerable to adopting secular assumptions about how to live, which leads to number five, more conformity to a culture of busyness, hurry, and overload, and the cycle begins again. I think we need to just Take a step back and maybe a season to eliminate some hurry in our life, to eliminate some of that overloading of things. It's not about being lazy. just about not overloading and doing everything. Well, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. Maybe taking a step back in what David is saying of, I have all that I need in in the Lord. Like, I shall not want. Because in Jesus, everything is. Is there. He leads me beside still waters. Now, I think an easy kind of, I guess, devil's advocate is like, do you live in my life right now, Cooper? Like, it is busy. Like, it is crazy. Like, I get it. I understand it. This is not saying, like, you're a bad person. Like, stop it. Don't hurry. It's saying, like, let's take a moment and let's assess. Let's evaluate like what is happening in our lives. Am I letting the good shepherd be the good shepherd and leading me? Or is there other things that are maybe taking me forward that I'm kind of letting that lead the ship and steer the ship? And like I said before too, what's the noise in in the life that is maybe also pretty loud? Um, I think something in our society that's hard kind of harmful is the noise, not just the noise of having like a house that's filled with kids and it's, you know, busy in that sense. Talking about like the mental noise of conflict, information, opinions, the fear of missing out, having a really well thought out response of why you voted this way or that way, or stances on this topic or that topic and making sure you have five sources from here to back up this person's counter argument and this and that, and all of a sudden we get in this downward spiral of noise, noise, noise. And we forget about our role to be just with the good shepherd. Just allow him to lead us and his Holy Spirit to guide us. And it, it could be draining. And I think there's a lot of times in our, and I know in my life, we go down those roads, it just feels overwhelmed and overwhelming. I'm like this is hard. And emotionally it can be depleting. And it can start to have some unsettledness, and the peace might not be as much as we wish, or maybe what was intended for us. As a a pastor and as a person who is in the community and just is with people, I have the opportunity to talk and pray with a lot of different people from different churches, different faith communities, um, come from different political backgrounds, different stances. And they like to ask me like my thoughts on all the stuff that's happening. And I always try to, I'm a pretty like middle-of-the-road guy. Like I'm not like on one way or the other. So I like to just kind of like, ah, you know, like we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. But I'll share sometimes um, about it. But what what I've noticed overall is there's, again, this tension that's starting to rise a little bit. Um, I would say like recently just the talk of vaccines has ignited a multitude of polarizing conversations. There's a feeling of like whatever my personal choice is, I'm probably going to upset someone. Like there's like, like, like this like pre-anxiety almost of like, no matter what I choose, somebody's going to be mad at me and they're going to have something to say towards me. Maybe it's like I'm not even informed enough about whatever my choice was or is. And maybe you've heard statements like this. I know I have as a pastor. And I'm like, ah, that's interesting. You might hear a, a, a statement of, well, you're not a Christian who truly loves their neighbor unless you get the vaccine. Or you might have heard like, oh, if you get the vaccine, like that's an unethical choice. Like, have you thought about it? Have you like think, like thought through this? And it's like, whoa, like these are things that like people are just personally processing through. Like when we start to build walls between this or that, it doesn't help the, the, the body of Christ be shepherded by the good shepherd. It can cause some human emotion to be depleted. And again, when we start to build those walls, between this side or that side. We build walls between God and it limits us from truly hearing from the spirit of God. So I feel pretty strong that we need just to cut out the noise of our culture and return to the true shepherd. It's not about putting our heads in the sand. It's about putting our eyes up to God and how are we loving God and loving people like, how are we truly carrying out that commandment when it comes to being Christ followers? And I think, too, something that we need to uh, be reminded of in our st- uh, series in the book of Romans, said this multiple times, is the Holy Spirit is a really good guide. Like, Paul in the, in the book of Romans is like, be led by the Spirit in all things. Like, truly be led by Him in all manners. The early church there were some big implications that they were trying to process through. And Paul said, hey, let the Spirit lead you in this. Their implications were life and death. They were deciding, like, if I do this, I could die. If I do this, I could die. He was like, man, let the Holy Spirit lead you in this and be leaning on him. What's so good is the Spirit has not left. He is still present and available, and he is still here to guide us and to lead us forward. I feel like the church, we don't need a ton more information. We need to simply humble ourselves and return to the good shepherd and relearn what his voice sounds like. And so again, that, that question is, who is your shepherd? And this is something that I feel like my generation is even processing through a lot. Who is your shepherd? Is it the phone? Is it the algorithm that shows the content to you via YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, this podcast, that podcast, this news outlet, that news outlet. Like, what is the loudest voice when it comes to you being led? Simply put, if we're not putting ourselves under the authority of Jesus and him being our shepherd, we're going to be restless. We're going to be in places of unsettledness. And most times, that unsettledness, will start to again take us off that mission a little bit and veer us off a little bit from focus on Jesus. And that'll start to just take us a little bit further and further. And I think like what we experienced last year, there was a lot of harmful byproducts in that, where we started to center on something other than Jesus. And I wanna say again too, a lot of of times they're like non-sin issues. Um, Like I mentioned in the message a couple weeks ago, Um, The biggest division in the church was a piece of three-inch by five-inch fabric, like, in the last hundred years. Like, these are non-sin issues. Like, we need to trust what the Lord is processing for people and how they make decisions. They're going to be something that not only honor God, but honor people. So, people often ask me, too, okay, like, how do I hear the voice of God? How do I hear the Holy Spirit? Like, how does this actually happen? Like, you're talking about, like, all right, like, listen to the voice of God, be led by the Spirit. I think, honestly, the best, healthiest step is to cut out all the unneeded noise. And so one of the, one of the next points coming up is this. The lessening of noise within our life helps raise the volume of God and His Spirit in our life. If We go back to that, that Psalm 23 And just saying, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me, right, to green meadows. He leads me along these streams. Like we are being led by his rod and his staff. These are things that we need to be reminded of, that we can easily go down these roads of allowing this source or that source to be like kind of our guide and our lead. But I think David is trying to really say something clear, and that's to be centered under the good shepherd to be centered under what he is speaking to us. And that sometimes, and I'd say a lot of times, means let's limit the unneeded noise. A really hard practice, but something that I think can really be a good start, um, and it's not easy, is your phone. Like, have it in another room for a week straight. Just use your phone for only, like, calling people and checking texts, like, every once in a while. Just try it. You will have anxiety, number one. You'll be like, where's my phone? It's not in my pocket. It's not here. But I think sometimes in our our culture, in our life, there's a lot of just unneeded noise that can distract and lead us a little bit off the path from just allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us and having those moments just to hear the voice of God. In the Old Testament, in 1 Kings um, chapter 19, Elijah is trying to hear God. He's like, where are you, God? He's freaking out. And in this whole series of events, he's like, man, I didn't hear God in the fire, like this huge blaze. I didn't hear God in this wind or like in the storm, but he he heard God in the quiet, in the moment that he least expected. And I think if we take the unneeded noise away, there's going to be more moments that we can hear from the Lord. Back in college and even currently, I, I like to record music and mix music and different stuff. If I want to hear like a certain part of like a harmony vocal or like an instrument, I have to take the other noise away. I have to mute channels or pan things left and right so I can hear that, 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 that I need to hear to mix. I think when it comes to our spiritual life, there are some things that we need to mute. We need to put away and pan and all those things to recenter our ears and our heart and our mind on what God is speaking. So my heart as a pastor is always to lead people to Jesus. It's not just to make good decisions or informed decisions that get applauded by people, because I fully believe that when we are being led by Jesus, we are submitting ourselves to his spirit, the natural byproduct is good decisions, Decisions that honor his name, like Psalm 23:3 says, "You will be guided along right paths. The good shepherd will guide you along right paths, and you will honor his name. The decisions that you make are going to honor him. Now, it's not monolithic, meaning every Christian is going to make the exact same decision across the board. It should always be a Jesus-honoring decision, but it's not going to be the same exact thing across the board, and that is OK. The gospel is global it's not just American it's not just in Cheney it's not just in Washington it's in China it's in North Korea it's everywhere and so when Christians are being led by the spirit there's going to be some differences when it comes to some decisions and that is okay like we read in Romans 14 last year in 1 Corinthians 6 7 and 8 like let's have grace for one another Let's have patience for one another. Let's bear with one another. Let's let's be okay when there's some things that maybe we don't necessarily agree with to the letter of everything. Let's be okay with that because we're gonna trust that the Lord is leading that person in their life and in their faith context to make that decision. The next two things are gonna go pretty quick when it comes to just this time in, in Psalm 23. Um, the first one is this. Accept our limitations. I believe something that's being said without being said that uh, David is writing in Psalm 23 is we need to realize that we cannot do it all. That's why we need a shepherd. That's why we need somebody to lead us and guide us in this life. We feel like sometimes we can do it all, but we all have a limitation. That's time. Everybody has the same amount of time in the world. But overall, we need just to be okay that we cannot be all things to everybody in every single context need to be okay with that. And really, it helps us with our stress level. We say, you know what? I'm just going to let Jesus take the wheel, to quote Carrie Underwood, right? Not literally. That would be not good, which people have, I'm going to say, I heard a story just two weeks ago, this happened. Literally, a lady said, I'm going to let Jesus take the wheel. She floored it when 120 and ran through a stoplight and got an accident. She was fine, which is a miracle. So, I guess God protected her, but don't do that. All right? I'm just saying, just don't do that. It's not wise. Um, but I think we need to just accept our limitations in life, and that's okay. We don't have to be the smartest in the room. We don't have to have everything figured out when it comes to all these conversations with COVID and all this stuff. Like, if the Lord is leading you in a certain direction, be good with that. Just be okay with that right? And then for other people, be okay with other people being led by the Holy Spirit. It's all right. Like I said, too, there's this tempo in Psalm 23 that I think allows us something to ponder and think about as we kind of end the summertime with Labor Day as like the historic end of summer or whatever. Um, I guess you also can't wear white pants anymore after Labor Day. Is that also the rule? I don't know something like that, yeah, yeah. So this is like the official, sorry everybody, can't wear white anymore. Um, but it's, it's this thought to slow down, walk with the good shepherd, and listen to his voice. I believe this is one of the big takeaways that David is just writing in this, is we need to just walk with Jesus. Walk with a slow, unhurried pace. There's a quote from a, Christian philosopher who was like the forefather to C.S. Lewis. He says to walk with Jesus is to walk with a slow and hurried pace. Hurry is the death of prayer and only impedes and spoils our work. It never advances it. In our society and economy, slow is bad. In God's economy, slow means intention and means relationship. I believe David is giving us great insight to what it means to have a life of peace and stability. That's to slow down, walk with the good shepherd, be led by Jesus, and listen to his voice. I believe that's what David is modeling in this scripture right here in Psalm 23, is that we would claim the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I have all that I need in who he is. That we would slow down, eliminate some of that hurry, eliminate some of that noise, And I really truly believe reorient our hearts and our minds back to the Holy Spirit and back to his voice as he leads us and guides us in our lives, but maybe into another season of some unsettledness and a season of potential just conflict and all those things that we as a church would lead the society in showing that we can be people that love God and love people. Instead of creating walls and creating division and saying this and saying that, I think in a weird way, and this is not a biblical like statement at all, um, I think we have a second chance for the world to see the church live differently when it comes to, again, some issues that are, have different opinions. I believe we have a chance to live differently, to show the world that we truly are about loving God and loving people. And I think that really takes some time for us to slow down, eliminate some of that noise and that hurry and be centered again on the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, this morning, I pray that you would just continue to speak to us. That even after what we talked through this morning, would not just leave, but it would just be something that we would think on throughout this next season of life, that we would be reminded of who you are in our life, that we that would be reminded of your role in our life as Christ followers. God, I know that you're working on my heart. You're doing, doing things in my life. And Lord, I even just have a, a time of just repentance when I have not placed you as my true shepherd but I've placed other sources, other things to lead me and guide me. Lord, I just come to you and confess. I need to eliminate things in my life. I need to recenter my heart and my mind on your role, who you are, and on your Holy Spirit. So Lord, as we walk forward, I have full confidence knowing that your spirit is good and true, that you will lead us exactly how we need to be led. So Lord, thank you that you've given us your spirit. Thank you that we are not left alone to fend for ourselves, but we have an advocate. So Lord, we'd take this, this time just to give you thanks and praise in that. And we just truly worship your name. Praise in your name, amen amen. All right, well, as a quick reminder again, next Sunday, starting two services, 8.30, 10.30, and we got kids' services at both of them. So if families, feel free to come at any one of the services. Um, for our live stream friends, we're just live streaming just the 8.30 a.m. service for live stream. Um, so we want to be a part of the live live time, 8.30 a.m., um, but then it'll be always available after that on YouTube and Facebook and all that stuff. So Um, Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for joining with us. And we'll see you next week, 8.30 or 10.30, your choice. Um, You get choices now for, for service times, which is pretty cool. So, all right, God bless.